Welcome to the Valley Advocate Podcast, featuring interviews that take us deeper into the people and happenings on the local scene. For more podcasts and a closer look at what's going on in the Valley, visit us at valleyadvocate.com. Hello, welcome to the Valley Advocate Podcast. My name is Dave Eisenstatter. I'm the editor of the Valley Advocate, and I'm here today with Alula Shields, who is an advocate um, trying to get uh, City of Northampton to ban plastic straws. Um, so thanks for coming to be with us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Dave. Um, so you are part of, well, l- let me first ask you this. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, cities and towns, especially in Massachusetts, that are banning the plastic bag. Um, w- why did you want to look at banning straws? So um, straws are... In my opinion, and I know a lot of people would argue this, but it's not necessary for every single person to ban a straw. And straws are one of the plastic accessories that we use that are not recyclable. So in contrast to plastic bags, which I think equally uh, our uh, local communities need to look at plastic bag use as well, but there are areas where they can recycle plastic bags and or reuse them multiple times versus straws, which are used for seconds and then disposed immediately. So it's one of the plastic products uh, where there are a ton of sustainable options on the marketplace. There's no reason that uh, local businesses and individuals should be using uh, anything else but the biodegradable or reusable options. Now, you're a graduate student at uh, University of Massachusetts. Remind me of the, the program that you're in. It's environmental uh, conservation. Is that right? Yeah, I'm, I am a graduate student in the environmental conservation program at UMass. My thesis is actually not focused on microplastic or plastic studies. Um, I'm actually focusing on uh, anthropogenic and environmental threats to indigenous in the Western Amazon. But as a local member of this community and as an environmentalist, um, anywhere I travel, whether it be here in Northampton or to South America, I see a huge problem with plastic waste everywhere. And it's threatening our ecosystems and our communities. And uh, it's only getting worse and we really need to deal with it. You brought up microplastics. I mean, I feel like kind of you hear uh about you know the big island of of garbage that's in the oceans and you kind of see plastic around but maybe could you talk about kind of the difference between uh like that plastic that we can see that's on the ground or in the water versus these microplastics um that are out there too yeah so there's actually multiple islands of trash at this point it's not just uh one as was uh widely covered a decade ago there are many many islands of trash uh, where the currents meet across the globe, which is really disturbing. More so disturbing is that most of those islands of trash also consist of what are called microplastics. So I don't know the scientific breakdown of when it it becomes a microplastic versus uh, a macroplastic, but uh, it's essentially a plastic particulate that you can't see and some of them become nanoparticles so plastic never really breaks down it's a petroleum-based product Uh, when they're processing uh, crude oil the uh, material that they don't need for petroleum then is used in cosmetics it's used in pharmaceuticals and candles um, and also to create plastic products 
So uh, it never really breaks down. It just gets becomes smaller and smaller, eventually turning into these tiny little beads, uh, which then enter our tissue, enter our food systems, enter the soil, the water. And uh, microplastic is ubiquitous, actually. There's tons of scientific studies that prove that it's everywhere in our air. Uh, and obviously the ocean gets a lot of attention, but it is a very big concern in our marine and uh, riverine ecosystems. Um, I feel like this is, you know, it might not be something that everybody is fully aware of, but I feel like people are vaguely aware that like plastic, especially single use plastic is not a good thing, but not everyone is out there kind of trying to, to change municipalities' minds about um, having them be outlawed. Kind of what inspired you to go about doing that, and what has that process been like? So I actually, I would say about five years ago, I really started to phase out packaging in my own life because I couldn't, with conscience, continue to throw away single-use plastic packaging and create more landfill and um, so I started to look at the, the food systems and the supply chain and started to realize where there were certain bottlenecks where things were always being served with plastics and where there was areas that we didn't need to use plastics. Um, and so I've more, f more specifically focused on straws because of the reasons I mentioned before. It's a product that gets used for seconds. It's thrown away. Um, and also it's something that's pretty small that businesses can adjust because there are fantastic alternatives uh, commercially available. So if I were to do a plastic, uh, a more general sweep banning plastic in the city of Northampton, there would be a lot more retaliation. It would be a lot more difficult to pass an ordinance. And I think there'd be a lot more kickback from the community and businesses. While it would be ideal if we lived in a plastic-free world, I'm not seeing that anytime soon, um, as much as I would love that, but we have to start making small steps and plastic straws are a really easy and accessible way to make that change. Have you, um, you know, what, what kind of response ha have you gotten from people? I mean, I, I understand that you're sort of sometimes like out on the street talking to people, trying to get signatures. You know, what do they say to you when you're, when you approach them? So I've heard incredibly supportive things from people, people that volunteer to help to collect signatures, people that have volunteered to help collect signatures. Um, but I also hear, I've also heard really negative things. Uh, people often think that I'm affiliated with some kind of organization or some larger environmental group, but I'm actually just a concerned citizen who's using my right uh, to, to speak and uh, create action in local government. So I've had people say stuff. I'm just trying to think of some funny things I've heard, like they're taking that away from us too. Hmm. Or um, some people just overtly tell me that it's ridiculous. Um, and I actually saw an interesting comment on the uh, Advocate website this morning when I read the article. Uh, somebody said that this was a retaliation against Trump and that it's some kind of liberal... Uh, backlash, but it's actually not, has no affiliation with any political party. This is strictly uh, humans concerned with our planet and uh, this impending mess that we are facing. Um, and as far as, uh, so you're, you're working at getting um, 
signatures. You're working towards a thousand signatures. Where are you at right now? So I, I haven't counted actually. I have probably three to four hundred on paper, and then there's just shy of five hundred on the change.org uh, petition, which is online. Which um, actually don't have the link, but maybe we can publish that yeah. elsewhere oh, yep. on an advocate page. So the more signatures that um, can be collected, the better, and the more comments shared the better. Uh, a lot of the comments are going to be presented to the mayor's office. I think it's important that he hears the citizens' concerns. And uh, as much support as I can garner, I would love to. So if you haven't signed the petition yet, please go online to change.org and find it. You can just uh, search Northampton Straw Ban. It should pop up. Or um, you can find me and... Um, just sign with me on paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, Old school. Yeah. Are you? Do you live in Northampton? I don't. I used to live in Northampton, but I'm. Uh, I really prefer the woods, so I actually live in the hill towns in a, a small cabin. Um, and you were talking to us uh, a bit about kind of the um, the symbolic idea of Northampton taking this on versus uh, you know a smaller town. Actually, in fact, um, Buckland has enacted Buckland, a smaller town. Um, uh, in Franklin County has enacted a total single-use plastic ban. Um, we spoke to a few people up there. But um, but for Northampton, you were talking a little bit about kind of the symbolic um, idea of, of this larger community um, taking this on. Yeah, I feel really connected to Northampton. I do. I work here. I support the economy here. I love the local businesses here. It's also one of the towns in western Massachusetts that I'm close to regionally that has the highest concentration of eateries. And I think that Northampton is ready for this kind of shift because it's already banned single use, uh, plastic bags. And I think if Northampton can incrementally step up, uh, to a larger sweep like Buckland, that would be fantastic. But we have to work with smaller steps with larger municipalities and cities. Now, one of the criticisms of a straw ban that kind of came up repeatedly as we were reporting the story was um, the use for disabled people who um, depend on straws um, to eat and drink. Um, do you have any thoughts about how that can be addressed? Yeah, and I absolutely hear their concerns, and um, I'm sorry they feel that this is an attack against them. It's certainly not. I, um, there's actually, I have a woman with multiple sclerosis in my family who also has to drink out of a straw for all of her meals and beverages. And, um, my argument against that is there are so many sustainable options, reusable options that are super economical. Um, we just looked at the prices of a reusable collapsible straw, which can go on your keychain if you have to use a straw and it starts at two ninety nine. And you can throw it in the dishwasher and clean it. So it's um, it's pretty accessible price point for people that need to depend on straws. If they don't want to use a reusable straw, for example, a glass or bamboo or stainless steel, there are tons of bioplastics available, some made out of hemp, more commonly made out of corn. And those do biodegrade in a commercial composting facility and uh, residential individual composting uh, setup. Um, now you had said a little bit about how you had uh, cut some plastics out of your life. Um, can you talk a little bit about what 
you know, what some of the easier things to get rid of were and what some of the more difficult things have been? Yeah, it's definitely been a journey over the last five years or so. And I've had to give up some products that I loved uh, to eat mostly. I'm not really, I don't consume a ton of cosmetics or anything like that. So that was a pretty easy shift. But uh, the ball jar has really become my best friend. I um, were fortunate to live in a place where we have a ton of local food and also food available in bulk. So when I do need uh, dry goods, I will go to River Valley Market, for example, or to the Greenfield Co-op or McCusker's and Buckland and I bring my mason jar they'll tear it for me and then I can fill up with whatever I want in the dry goods section and what's also fantastic is the co-op also offers dish soap in bulk they offer laundry detergent in bulk they offer spices in bulk so pretty much anything you need you can get and bring your own packaging and then I actually just never really use bags for produce anyways, um, so that was a pretty easy elimination. But if I do use bags, there are a ton of optional, uh, fantastic options on the market. You can just Google search produce bag, you know, reusable, um, and it'll come up with a million results. Things I had to get rid of, um, and I still, I'm not perfect, but I do my best, um, are packaged foods that are tasty um, and convenient. Um, like I said, I'm not perfect and just always striving to be better, but um, sometimes it's me making a decision of choosing not to eat that thing, uh, which is generally, you know, it's a privilege that we have so many selections for food anyways, so I don't feel like it's a huge compromise compared to other communities <laughs> across the world. Um, and just <clears throat> as far as uh, kind of alternatives, you know, we spoke to a few businesses that would be impacted by um, by a ban like this. And one of them, Haymarket, already has shifted away from plastic straws. They use um, compostable straws. And we talked to um, folks at Blue Bonnet Diner. They said that they haven't done anything with this, but they, you know, they certainly are supportive of, of eliminating more plastic um, in the environment. Have you, sp have you spoken to any, you know, business owners, restaurant folks who, um, you know, who have ideas about this or, or who might be open to this or might not be open to this? Yeah, I have spoken to a few businesses and um, everything that I've heard is overwhelming support. So even if they're not on the straw band tip yet, they, uh, similar to Blue Bonnet, they've expressed uh, their support and are open to transitioning to that space. So uh, if there is a business, a local business that wants to talk more details about it, I used to actually have a food business. Um, so I used to use all compostable or bioplastics. Um, if they need some guidance in that direction, I'm happy to discuss with them and, and just help create a more sustainable packaging line. Now, you haven't submitted your proposal yet to the city council or the mayor's office yet. Um, do you have a kind of a, a time that you're shooting for that you'd like to do that by? I'd like to do it by the end of the summer, so before the solstice. Um, and I have a group of students that help me canvas from UMass. They're undergrad students who are going to come and support and uh, some other local citizens here that want to be part of that. So uh, when that time comes, we'll let you know. Okay, well, thanks very much for speaking with us. Yeah, thanks so much.
Thanks for listening. And don't forget to visit us at valleyadvocate.com. Thank you.